Hey guys, ECRG here. As you can see by the title of this video, it's called When Sites Make You Mad. And this can happen a lot of times as a CRA, specifically when there are a lot of new study coordinators or when things have been going really, really smoothly for a long period of time. And then all of a sudden, there's a whole bunch of issues and sites reaching out. Um, so the few things that can make CRAs really, really angry is or I'm not going to say really angry, but can really frustrate CRAs is when um, there's an issue on site or when a study coordinator is usually very, very, very good, then all of a sudden there's these huge issues and they're calling you nonstop. As a CRA, we are usually somewhat unavailable because of our travel schedule. So, you know, we, we tend to have some office hours set aside and those are the times when CRAs want to be called or we prefer to be called because then we have more tools at our disposal to handle and solve problems and issues. But I mean, part of what really makes us a good CRA is the ability to handle issues on the road and things of that nature. But it can be really, really frustrating when there are sites and it can all happen at one time when there are sites that have issues and they're only calling you or repeatedly calling you because they need the issue handled right then and there. And it's not a good time for the CRA because maybe they're stuck in an airport, they're stuck in a line somewhere, and they just don't have the necessary tools to handle the issue appropriately. So that can be really, really frustrating. Um, another thing that sites do that makes CRAs frustrated is um, not handling issues according to the protocol or not really even reading the protocol first, just calling their CRA. Most of the protocols after they've been amended a few times are really, really solid. So if you're a study coordinator or working at a site and there's an issue that you have on site dealing with the protocol, you want to check the protocol first. Check the protocol. The protocol and and also make sure you read the footnotes in the protocol because a lot of times there's asterisks next to things and it and it um, goes with a footnote or something that may answer your question. So I see a lot of sites, they may read the protocol, but they're not reading all of it or they're not paying attention to footnotes because there's a lot of good information in those footnotes um, that will oftentimes answer your question. That's why they're put in there. So if you are a site, make sure before you call your CRA, you review the protocol. And that's what really separates a good study coordinator versus bad ones is the good study coordinators, they're only asking questions that are not in the protocol. They, they at least show that they tried. They read the protocol, they searched through emails, they couldn't find it, so now they're calling you. And that's fine. As a CRA, we love answering those questions because we know you've done your due diligence and you've actually tried. Those sites that don't try, they just pick up the phone and call repeatedly, are not, are, you know, and, and they ask asking questions that can be easily found in the protocol, that annoys CRAs to no end. Um, so I hope this was helpful. If you guys are interested in any resume review or any type of interview prep, looking to take your career to the next level or looking to jump into clinical research, email me, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. Yeah, guys, so sites can make you mad, and, and I'm sure it goes the other way too. I'm sure CRAs make sites mad too particularly when it's they're hard to get on the phone or when they're hard to get a response back from. But, um, you know, it goes both ways also. So sites can definitely make CRAs mad. Also, something else, when sites are unresponsive, 
that is extremely frustrating. Uh, I'm the type of CRA, I like to email, but if it's something quick, I'd prefer to call so I don't have to you know, draft up that email and use all the professional language and stuff, or even text. Texting is really popular now among CRA and study coordinators. I do a lot of texting too. So when sites are unresponsive is something, and that really can create a lot of issues because a lot of times CRAs will email out or call sites letting them know about something that can happen in the future. And if a study coordinator, you know, doesn't file it correctly or misses it, then that could be problematic because, you know, then they're not privy to that information and then end up making mistakes later on down the line that could have been prevented. So, yeah, there are a lot of different situations that can um, make CRAs frustrated. Another one is um, letting an issue on site go on too long. Like, for example, a lot of sites and, and sponsors will use what's called an IWRS system. I forget what it stands for, but it basically keeps track of dispensing of drug to subjects. And every time a visit is uh, completed, the study coordinator will enter in the IWRS system what date that was, or they'll complete the visit in the IWRS system. So it will handle the randomization, all the subsequent visits, um, study closure. Well, one site was not entering, was not, well, they were in the beginning of the study, but then it got to a point where they, they could not log into the IWRS system. And they didn't, and this IWRS system is very, very important because it manages the drug that's on site. And whenever it gets to a certain level, the IWRS system will alert the sponsor to send more drug to the site. So it might be, so it is definitely important for that uh, study coordinator to have access to the IWRS system and for it to be used every single visit. Well, I had a coordinator who did not um, log visits in the system for whatever reason, and the issue went on for too long. Well, that's problematic because now we have to reconcile that at the end of the study, what was dispensed, what was not dispensed. And it can be a really big issue when the site doesn't have enough drug because they did not, they were not logging the information in the system. So it was a whole ordeal and a whole mess and it, you know, it finally got um, rectified, but the whole situation could have been avoided if after the first time uh, the study coordinator was able to get into the system and correct it the first time rather than letting it go on visit after visit after visit because now there are other issues that can come up too like the patient not having enough drug well what happens if the patient doesn't have any drug and you know they're in the study but not taking any drug well now all that data is basically null and void uh, you can't use any of that data so it's really really important uh, to make sure if there are issues you address them swiftly and early and that's one of the things that can really frustrate CRAs if they're not told about these issues so they can be addressed early on. So as you can tell, um, I'm a little bit irritated because I just had uh, some issues with sites, um, you know, some of these things that can be frustrating for CRAs that you keep seeing. So as a CRA, you just try and get better and you try and prepare for the next time to address these issues earlier and more swiftly. So like I said before, guys, if any of you are interested in interview prep and you're interested in any type of resume review or LinkedIn profile review, email me, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com.
Take care.